What does it mean to find out who you really are? It's a question as old as time, one that philosophers have been thinking about for centuries. But how many of us actually do it? How many of us actually find out who we really are? And what do we even mean when we say that? I look in the mirror, there I am. I know who I am. I'm right there in the mirror, right? Well, that's not what we mean when we say that. When we talk about knowing and understanding ourselves, we mean it in a deeper way. And the one surefire way people have learned to discover themselves is through an epic journey. Now, what makes an epic journey? Well, a lot of stuff, but we know that's got to have some trials and tribulations, right? Maybe a point where the protagonist truly believes that all is lost? I'm going to give you a quote here that's out of chronological order. I hope you'll forgive me from late in this journey, just to illustrate one of the many places that it goes. One of the key figures in our story, who you'll learn a lot more about, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing this correctly, Ryan Kazmiski, will come to say, quote, We took a week and we set it on fire. We burned it down and it's gone and this game's not even over. End quote. A journey to self-discovery isn't an easy path to walk. It's a winding road that's constantly throwing obstacles in your way to overcome. But it's through overcoming these obstacles that we begin to understand what it is that we are capable of. Now, in a multi-part series, we explore the real blueprint for Armageddon. Final Fantasy VII. Welcome to No One Can Know About This, a podcast where we play every Final Fantasy. I'm Jeff Ekman. And I'm Ryan Kazmiski. And here we go. It's season four. We made it. Season four, episode <laughs> one. Uh, yep. Off to an excellent start. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. We're about to embark on the craziest season. This is definitely going to be a pretty nuts endeavor. I mean, it was a, an insane endeavor playing it. I won't get into the... the de- uh, well, we're going to get exact, into the details we will, of it. Well, we're, we're going to get really into the details mm-hmm. of it. You know, just briefly, before we get totally going, I mean, this game brought us to some amazing highs and some places I'm downright ashamed of. <laughs> That's uh, that you're going to hear. Absolutely um, true. The lows are lower than I expected them to be. And honestly, the highs are higher than I expected them to be. That, I think that's I think that's all true. That sums up, I mean, that right now my thoughts going into it, that's kind of, luckily the highs are going to come first. Yeah. So we have a lot of great <laughs> shit ahead of us. <laughs> this game that we're talking about is Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. That's the game that we played this season and the game that will be with us for the next year of our lives. Yeah, we're anticipating just to set out that this season will probably take a year to air. Yep. About. That's about. Close to uh, it. Yeah. I want to take a moment and thank everybody who supports us on Patreon or got in touch with a Facebook message or Twitter or email. Thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. Uh, just seriously, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. When we started this, we had no idea that anyone would even want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you've all stuck with us, even though we weren't airing episodes. Yeah, it means a lot that you stuck around. And, oh, we've got new t-shirts for sale, too. Yeah, we have a great new design. Yeah, from the season one sprites. It has our character names on it. So it's the sprites from FF1, but with the names, this is a mist and ache. I'm just going to call that the legacy tea. The legacy. That's the 
Legacy tee. Yeah. It's available now. And we've got a much better, much improved black main logo t-shirt. Head on over to Etsy.com and search No One Can Know About This or No Cat or go to the No One Can Know About This.com and find the t-shirt link that's at the bottom of the page. You can also get mugs. We have some mugs that's available right. too. The mugs have those designs on if them. If you want to drink some No Cat, yeah. you can do that now. Yeah, No One Can Know About This morning that you're having you know <laughs> good god before you to, get your oh coffee in god oh that's a great idea for a mug it should just say that <laughs> so stupid <laughs> no one can know about this morning that i'm having <laughs> or something not that's not good but go buy them we have them for sale now for those of you that are new to the show if you're checking this out now what we do is we record every part of the process of playing the video game. We record ourselves going to the store to pick up the game. We record ourselves having meals between play sessions. The whole time we're recording it all and then we edit it all down into a co hopefully cohesive listening experience for you. We add in all sorts of commentary and jokes from the future editing bay mm -hmm. so that we have the perspective of both having completed the game as well as our actual in the moment reactions to all the crazy shit that goes on here. Mm -hmm. Without any further ado, here we go. Season four is gonna begin. Yeah, well, just to set you up, we've driven to a cabin that we rented. To, we were we rented a cabin for a week. That's right. In case you didn't listen to the pregame episode, which we recommend you go do in order to get fully excited for this experience, mm -hmm. we went to the store to pick up the game. All right, let's go buy Final Fantasy VII. And then we drove to Lake Arrowhead. We drove to Lake Arrowhead. I think this is our cabin. Dude. Are we here? We're here. Where we rented a cabin for seven days. This is gonna be great. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Dude, look at this place. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. They have shuffleboard. Oh, really? Where we focused only on playing one video game, mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII. In retrospect, none of this was necessary. Um, <laughs> it all looks very different from this side of it than it did going into yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't even know that it sounds any different. Like <laughs> The room quality might be slightly different, but really... It's the show that you know. Yeah, for for your experience listening at home, other than an entire episode of driving, you might be getting exactly the same show we've been delivering. Like, basically no different at all. But for us, it was so different. For us, it was pretty weird. So, yeah, come on this journey with us. We went to a cabin for a week and played this game. We want you there with us. Now and then you're going to hear us say things like, man, it's so nice to be in the woods. <laughs> or, yeah. like, wow, I love this cabin. Yep. Or, man, you could fit a lot of kids in here. You're going to hear all of this kind of <laughs> stuff. Oh, we should also say, if you're listening to this on the day of release, Final Fantasy VII was released two days ago on the Nintendo Switch. So if you're interested in playing along, this is going to be easier than ever. It's out now on the Switch. Mm -hmm. Go get it. Yeah, or if you haven't played it since you were a kid, like me. Mm -hmm. that's, it seems like the perfect way to go replay it. That or on the phone, whatever you like. Yeah, There's now, a million ways to do it. You can play it on pretty much every single machine that will play games. So play along with us. Maybe we should reiterate <laughs> if people didn't listen to that pregame episode what our experiences with the game is. Yeah. We should say up front that if you're going to try to listen to this season without any spoilers at all for Final mm -hmm. Fantasy VII, stop now. 
Yeah, yeah, this is our official spoiler warning. If you haven't played the game and you don't want anything ruined for you, you cannot listen to this podcast. Yeah, there was a massive spoiler in this game that I had going into playing mm-hmm. it, so it's kind of like baked into the experience that we know about this. Right, so there's a huge spoiler right from the beginning before we've even yeah. hit play. And we're about to <laughs> say that now, which is that I had I knew nothing about the game going into it except... Yeah, one of our friends just casually dropped that Eris dies. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. That and that there was a character named Cloud were like the only things that I knew about this game going into it. This wasn't the game that started me on JRPGs. Like that was probably like Secret of Mana or some mm-hmm. Super Nintendo game. But like, you know, I paid for my own PlayStation console just to play this game. <laughs> you know, like my parents were like, we're not buying you another game console. Right. And they figured that was the end of it. And then in a few months, I just brought one home and they were like, what the How fuck, How did you man? do this? <laughs> I like saved up from mowing the lawn and stuff. Oh, I, think. I don't amazing. remember. I think I even sold our Super Nintendo oh, or something. Wow. I, I don't know. Some Subsidizing the price. Yeah, um, so you have a long history with this game that goes deep in your mind back to the middle school lunch table. I, I mean, I played this in like sixth and seventh grade mm-hmm. around then. From what I remember, I got like to the last dungeon. Like mm-hmm. I was there, but I was underleveled and I couldn't beat it and I got stuck in it and I just <laughs> gave up there. And I remember over the years, I've, you know, popped it in now and again and played what I thought was like the first disc. Right. But I've really played like the first eight or ten hours maybe. <laughs> Which isn't like, anywhere over near and over again. Disc. So I know the very beginning very well. First third of the first disc maybe. Unlike, I actually thought I would know this game better than I knew six but the opposite is true. Like, I definitely knew more of Final Fantasy VI when we went into playing that mm-hmm. than I did about this game. But th- that being said, you're right. This It's like, for me, like, playing over it also, I was looking at it going, like, this is like a blueprint for, ha- like, my brain in a way. Like, right. so this game formed so much of me. Understanding your own <laughs> neuroses and approaches to like the world. philosophies about yeah, how yeah. the world works. I was playing this going like, oh my god, I just got that from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> like this thing that I thought was just like inherent in how my brain understood the world, but it was like, nah, that was Final Fantasy VII. It's, it had a strong influence <laughs> on you, and it, yeah. it has a strong influence to this day on me. Mm-hmm. And I will never be the same having played it. It has such a strong influence on me that it's like a distortion field I've dragged with me into your life. <laughs> and now I'm in the distortion field. But where we left off after our pregame episode, we were sitting down. We had a little snafu with the reading of the disc. Mm-hmm. It wound up working out. And now we've launched the game. Yeah. We're sitting in front of it, and what has been more than a year and a half of work to get to this point where mm-hmm. Ryan is finally getting me to play Final Fantasy Because I want to clarify, VII. Final Fantasy VII is like, that's one of the linchpins of the entire idea behind doing this podcast was to play this fucking game. Is there anything else we should say? Before no, we, we should just play this game. Yeah. We've kept them waiting for months. We uh, have. And, um, Thank you for sticking with us through that week, break. that episode wasn't even an episode, really, no. so let's go. So here we go. It's October 2018, and we just got the game to launch. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Don't you feel like we've arrived? Oh, I feel like we've finally arrived at this cabin. Nobuo's name is on the screen. I'm so happy to hear this beautiful, lo- like, soothing music right now. It's like... Oh yeah, this soundtrack is bonkers. Oh, 
Dude. I like that it's opening with credits. Yeah, on launching this game, you're shown like a weird gray screen with a little Final Fantasy logo on it. It looks terrible. Like quality <laughs> of image. -wise. I mean, yeah, it's, it looks looks pretty rough. I do like the simplicity of that design. Just like the wings with like the circle in the middle. Yeah, the henna tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is kind of weird to me because this is the only time you see this logo and it looks like a mock-up almost. Yeah. Like it says Final Fantasy and then there's like a henna tattoo in the middle. <laughs> exactly. And it's just kind of on a gray gradient. I don't even know how to describe it really. But we're seeing the names of the makers of this game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, if you're new to the show, we really are going to go through absolutely every fucking thing, <laughs> including just the opening credit screen, yeah. so get ready. <laughs> we're teasing it all out. So we eventually hit a button, and we're taken to that classic new game or continue screen. It's a badass sword. New game. Looks heavy. Yeah, well, he'll make. we're going to make it look real light. Listen to those noises, Ryan. This is this game's this game is gonna give me noise flashbacks. Like the Dude, sounds of this are gonna. Be I'm just thrilled that it's been more than six months since we last played a Final Fantasy game. New oh game. my God! Just started. <laughs> Gotta go. I'm hitting X and start. It's it, you have to hit start. I I'm hitting start. Oh. Oh. Circle is the X button. I think so. Controlling this game from start is really difficult. Well, I don't know. Really difficult is Well, a, is it's a... just all backward. <laughs> really difficult isn't the right word. I, yeah, it's but just I get what you're meaning. Yeah. There, were, uh, there was a severe lack of industry standards as far as like yeah. what button is go. I'm not going to sit here and say it was so difficult to know that circle was the go button, but, but uh, <laughs> it's hard to keep in your head. And on top of that, as we quickly learn, like you don't have an analog stick on the original PlayStation right. 1. It's all done on the D-pad but you're in all of these rooms that are oriented diagonally. So you can't really, like, move around. Anyway, the diagonal we'll, we'll shift, get, we'll, we'll get, get into But that. you're right, the controls. <laughs> Look at that basket of flowers. <laughs> I know. Oh, fuck. She's in an alley? She's not in a dungeon. She's not in a weird fantasy dungeon. She's in an alley, and it's a cool city. Yeah, so the opening image of this game is really awesome because it starts with this girl walking down like an alleyway and I thought initially, because I'm in Final Fantasy land, that this was like some deep, dark dungeon that she was in. We, yeah, we should also say that unlike the last ones, this game is 3D and polygonal, so it opens <laughs> yep. on like a CGI cutscene. Yes, and this girl with flowers is walking out of an alleyway. Yeah. And then as she steps out into the street, it's the city is revealed. Right. She's not in like a fantasy setting. She's in like a Blade Runner ass. Yes. Like dystopia. Oh, fuck. Look at the shot. Here we are. We've arrived. It's Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. So, like, the camera pulls out from the flower girl, and you see, like, the scale of the city, which is absolutely absurd. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's important <laughs> to describe what it looks like, because it's basically a gigantic circle. Yeah. And in the middle is, like, a huge sort of skyscraper that sticks about in the middle, but it looks like an old-timey microphone. Oh, that microphone monster is a city? It's, yeah, part of it. 
it would probably like if the Grammys owned a city, it would look something like <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, it's like some Grammy city. Like, like you would be like, oh, it's the Museum of Audio Science yes. or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> we then like pull into a train that's like running in a circle around the city. Mm-hmm. Steampunk or steam train? <laughs> oh, this music rules. Seamlessly, the CGI becomes a pre-rendered background. Not really. I'm trying. It's, it's going to be hard to describe this game because yeah. it looks, on the one hand, incredibly detailed, and on the other hand, like absolute, just like a jumble of shit. Well, what it, what it looks like is these beautiful pre-rendered backgrounds where this incredible artistry is detailed, mm-hmm. and then these pieces of crap Lego pieces running around on it. Right. Wow, they look really, really terrible. Holy shit. Come on, new Newcomer, follow me. <laughs> Look at what a doofus. There, there is a run button, I think. Oh, it's X. <laughs> but, oh my god. Look at him. I have Cloud walk directly up to the camera and look mm-hmm. at us, and his, like, stupid little eyes blink. <laughs> I love that one of his hands is like a hoof. I think it's supposed to be like gloves or something that wrap up his arm. I, I don't know. Good God. <laughs> I don't know. He has like How a shoulder. How thin pad. are his <laughs> middle of his They're arm? They're all like Popeye. The way they do the arms on the characters in this game is like, it's like they just made two balls and then drew like a line in between them. Yeah, it's they're all, liter- they look like, like those gladiator yeah, things exactly. that you like whack each other yeah. with. But if that was your arm. So it's just kind of like your arm is like a fat end on your shoulder and then it gets really thin and then there's like a fat end where your hand should be but your hand is like a <laughs> just ball just a cube on the yeah. end yeah, yeah. <laughs> alright all right. we're doing this oh boy our first battle fighting an ex-soldier he's not a soldier anymore that's your name is ex-soldier oh I'm not a soldier anymore for some reason, this game puts your characters' names in as, like, where, it, in my opinion, it should have the enemy names. I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I think in the last ones we've played, the enemy names are where it where it shows. Right, them. so I'm looking at this going, oh, we're fighting an ex-soldier, but that's that's us. Cloud yeah, yeah. is an ex-soldier. This is their subtle way of giving you the information you need. Because, <laughs> you know, it's going to be hard to pick up on that Cloud used to be in Soldier, but we'll it's try gonna to... It's going to be really we'll hard try to... try <laughs> to point that out for you guys as the Jesus. game continues. <laughs> gonna take everything. God, circle. Well, you'll get used to it. It'll happen. I know. It does suck. We step onto, I guess, like the Grand Central of the train station. Yeah, it kind of looks as though we walked up onto a platform just above the trains, but we're kind of like, we're definitely at like a train shipping receiving yard. Mm -hmm. Whether or not this is like a passenger train station, I'm I'm not sure. None of it looks familiar. No, but so we're now walking through it and the diagonals are weird, like we mentioned. (laughs) Oh, this is going to take me some getting used to. Telling where to go is really hard. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) What? <laughs> Wait, I can't go. <laughs> oh my god, this is very disorienting. Why is it angled like this? 
Oh, there's Biggs. Oh, wow. So we run into Biggs, and there's another character named Wedge, also mm-hmm. in the group. Last season, we ran into characters named Vix and Wedge, Yeah. who I think were later renamed Biggs and Wedge. I think it might have been even in the Japanese version, it's Biggs and Wedge. It's, I, it's like sure. a reference to Star Wars, mm-hmm. that they put in all of these games. But it's one of the intangible pieces of flavor. Right. Like you're playing a Final Fantasy game, and it doesn't even have castles in it anymore, but <laughs> Biggs and Wedge are Biggs here. Biggs and Wedge are here. And there will be a guy named Sid. Mm-hmm. Like these are the these hallmarks. are the key things. <laughs> you used to be in soldier, all right. Not every day you find one in a group like Avalanche. You used to be in soldier. Is soldier the name of like a okay. group of this people? This is gonna be confusing because I, th- I don't know if it's ever exactly explained outright. But yeah, soldier is the military branch of like the company that owns this city. That's not a typo. That's a straight no, up that's actual. The, that's like the thing that's that the they name meant. of their soldier they organization is soldier. is soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Just to set up right here so we don't get confused going forward, what's happening is we're in a group called Avalanche that's against this group called Shinra, and we're infiltrating a place. And Soldier was a group that was involved with Shinra, and also I used to be a part of that. It would be like if we just called the Marines Soldier. And, I, you know, we have the Army too, but mm-hmm. we have, like, you know, Special Forces and Marines and Green Beret. Right. Like Soldier is kind of like all of the elite sort of echelon. But the Army has soldiers in it, but that's different from what Soldier is. Yeah, that's where the confusion comes from. <laughs> Not every day you find one in a group like Avalanche. Avalanche is another They're like the Returners. Okay. <laughs> Hold it, Jesse. He was in Soldier. He quit them and now is one of us. Didn't catch your name. My name is Cloud. <laughs> you have to choose Cloud. That's a real stupid name. Our target's the North Mako reactor. We'll meet on the bridge in front of it. Ex-soldier, huh? Don't trust you. I mean, he's up front about it. Barrett. Barrett. So we meet Barrett, our our good friend. Yeah, Barrett is the leader of Avalanche. Mm-hmm. He looks kind of like Mr. T, but with a gun for an arm. That's their, definitely what gold. they're going for. Like, that's yeah. totally the Less the bling, but still Mr. More. T. And I mean, he runs the A-team, Avalanche. Oh my god. Like, uh, it has shit. to be intentional, wow. I think. And he doesn't trust us, because we used to be in Soldier, but for some reason he's trusting us to go on this mission of terrorism with him. This is going to be one of those things that you're just going to have to just accept that Barrett let this happen, because if you think about it too hard, it really doesn't make It doesn't make sense. any sense. It's the most dangerous person to bring on your... like, And he's going to trust him. He's like, oh, you used to work for the people we're trying to terrorize. Yeah. I, I mean, and you're desperate. not claiming to have turned on to them. You're fair, claiming that you want money. When we get back to Avalanche headquarters, they don't seem like the most put together terrorist organization right. I've ever right. seen in my life. You're right. It's a cool name. Yeah, I don't know what his voice will wind up being. Well, it's like he's. I know what like it can't be. If you push the directional button while pushing the cancel button to run. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Earlier marked X. Well, he's written like Mr. T, and it's just so awful. Uh, oh shit, there's an intruder, and also Japanese words. <laughs> and a warning. So we're running through this sort of like uh, industrial looking kind of like hodgepodge of like ducts and metal and cement. We're heading into the center of like a nuclear reactor type deal. That Basically, that's the idea is that we're headed to this reactor to blow it up. It's not dissimilar from the beginning of Six, I feel like, which drops you in kind of like a dreary industrialized town and you kind of right. wander through the streets. I, at this point, at the time, like just couldn't wrap my mind around, I, like I couldn't even understand what I was 
was looking at. And the colors on the TV that we were at the cabin were really oh, muted and terrible. Movies. So it's, I was just... like trying to understand what I was looking at. And then it's telling me all this stuff about you're an ex-soldier and I don't trust you. But here we are in Avalanche. And I'm like, who is anybody? I just it, t- it took me it a really long time to wrap my head around it. it on you fast. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing that this game really does consistently is it, it assumes that you are going to play it to its end no matter what. So it will drop information on you in ways that you'd be like, it'll tell you stuff that's not meaningful until like 30 hours later. Right. And you're like, is that a translation error or is that actually meaningful? But so I'm just really trying to take it all in at this point. Whoa, look at this battle screen. That was beautiful. Yeah, the animations are much more fluid. I mean, they suck. But they're way more dynamic yeah, than what yeah. was going on. Yeah. Jeez, we're really gonna blow up this huge furnace. This will be something to see. Already deep in the woods. <laughs> Back in our natural habitat. Oh god. This is the start of some of like such a ridiculous week. Think of all the really stupid conversations that are yet to be had. Yeah. Like there's gonna be a it's I six can't even days imagine full. what they're gonna be. And I have more pizza. It was really, really good. Can you get me one? Yes. Thanks. So as we're making our way to the center of this reactor, we're fighting through fights. Mm-hmm. It's Final Fantasy, you guys. Yeah. One of the new mechanics that's going to be important in this game is called a limit break, uh, which is basically as you take damage, a meter fills up, and once it gets full, you get to do an ultimate move. That's kind of like the easiest way to explain it. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Limit. Limit level one. Braver. <laughs> Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, shit. That's what this game's all about. Ooh, oh. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Okay, so you charge up some kind of limit meter. If I remember fights. correctly, as you take damage, you build up your meter. And then you. Or as you do turns, unleash like a super. Yep. That's fucking awesome. And you unlock more supers, like, the more you level up. How has that not been in the game so far? Well, Terra kind of had, like, a proto version of it. Like, her morph thing is kind of like that. This is a California pizza pizza one. Mm-hmm. I got it because I knew you liked the thin crust. So thoughtful. Starting Final Fantasy VII, right? Got it because I like the thin crust. In my opinion, you're going to want a thin crust on a crappy frozen pizza. I think it makes it better. <laughs> it's true. Than like a really chewy... I'm a not, ju- a, a, I'm a, not doughy. a DiGiorno man, right, really, right. usually. I'm more of like the uh, $5 wrapped in plastic. It's like cracker with cheese on it kind of frozen pizza. <laughs> well, importantly, we make it to the entrance to the reactor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Barrett's there waiting for us. Yo, this is your first time in a reactor? Yeah. Like a nuclear reactor? No. After all, I did work for Shin- Shinra, you know? Shinra! Shinra's all about reactors. More than you know. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. The planet's full of Mako energy. People use it here every day. Mako energy. Mm-hmm. We Mako energy. Well, you'll be surprised to hear, Jeff, it's a little more complicated than that. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> We're just getting started. It's the lifeblood of this planet. But Shinra keeps the s- sucking the blood out with these weird machines. So it's like natural nuclear reactors that they're like need. It's like cooler sci-fi oil. Yeah, okay. Natural nuclear reactors? Like, what was I thinking? Yeah, if, it, if you know, nuclear energy were just, if oil were radioactive. Well, it's just I didn't think of oil. Like, oil is it's the like, obvious comparison. Yeah, you're right. I'm like, natural <laughs> nuclear reactors. What kind of an idiot? 
I don't know, but the way they're presented is not, it's not like an oil well, really. It's right. not, that's not what they look like or the vibe of them at all. No. <laughs> but it's, so. the analogy is oil. Code deciphered. <laughs> Code deciphered. Think how many of our people risked their lives just for this code. <laughs> my oh my. Yeah, there was a whole rebel battalion that had to die in order to give us the Death Star codes or whatever. Yeah, talk to the girl at the switch. Yeah. Switch on. Did we just go in an elevator? What was it? No. Little by little, and the reactors will drain out all the life, and that'll be that. It's not my fucking problem. So the reason for this terrorist mission is coming into focus. Mm -hmm. We are going to go blow up their oil rig mm -hmm. because if they keep sucking the oil out of the world, it's going to destroy the world. And Cloud is going, you do it something about it. I don't care. Which is really like a pretty hilarious situation to be in. Like imagine that you're you're some eco you're like Greenpeace or something. Right. And you're like we're going to go blow up this like Exxon oil rig. Greenpeace that this... eco terrorist group. We've hi hey they do shit like I mean <laughs> I like they might I don't know. <laughs> we've, hi we've hired this uh I'm sure there are more hardcore <laughs> eco-terrorist groups out there. I'm sorry, I'm not name-dropping you. I don't know. Anyway, the point the is... The people on the street the asking people. you to sign up for the Earth. Exactly. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> so one of those people on the street who asks you if you have a minute is doing, like, a bombing. Uh-huh. And, uh... The, but, like, they have, like, a green beret with them who, in the middle of the mission, they're like, Hey, like, you want some food? Don't worry, it's locally sourced. And they're like, I don't give a fuck about the planet. And they, <laughs> yeah. like, cock their shotgun and they, like, do the whole mission for you. But right. then, like... You're like, who did we, where did we get this guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I, you don't hear about a lot of eco-terrorists who are just in it for the money. That yeah. doesn't, I never, that doesn't seem like a do, thing that happens. Do eco-terrorists like hire outside groups that, they are, could. you know, I like military about groups? It, but maybe they're hiring Blackwater, they're saving up money being like, if we can afford a Blackwater operation, we can really make some headway on our agenda. <laughs> but uh, hold on, like, Never mind. I, f I think Blackwater probably just works for Exxon or something. Right, like something. the oil companies, yeah. Yeah, like, you the can't just... I can't just go to the Blackwater <laughs> storefront and, like, hire Blackwater, can like I? Like, just to do a thing for yeah, you? Yeah, like, let's say I need, like, something extracted from South America, or, like, <laughs> someone... My daughter's been kidnapped, or, like, I need someone to, like, or can, kill if, my wife. Yeah, or, if like, you, if contract kill... Like, right, if, you're, if you need somebody to kill your wife, can you go to Blackwater? Right, because it seems like they largely specialize in criminal shit, but right? it, yeah, it's so vague in the news, right? They're a security <laughs> right. company, but what does that mean? Like, I don't hold know what on that a second. I mean, okay, I, okay. So the, the Blackwater actually is like the Turks in this game. We're not right. going to meet them for a while. Yeah, we're going to meet. But the never Turks. mind. Blackwater isn't just like a free agent. They work specifically for, for, for fucking oil of, group. Yeah, yeah. whoever. I, <laughs> not the people who are fighting listen, against if those you're, groups. If you happen to be listening to this and you're in the tier of society where you can call up Blackwater and hire them, <laughs> I would love to talk to you about that. <laughs> <Like>, what? <laughs> cloud. The planet's dying, man. The planet's dying, Cloud. There's plenty of clouds. Cloud. It's like all the clouds will be gone when this planet is gone. <laughs> this planet, all these clouds, every all single cloud will be gone. Every only, single cloud thing, will be gone. The only thing I care about is finishing this job before security and the robo guards come. <laughs> the <laughs> security and the robo guards. That means the robo guards are different from the security? 
What is he doing? He's shaking his Oh, he's fist. so he's mad. He's real mad. See, now this is like marionettes. We were watching. Yes. Like, this is like better puppets. Better. They upgraded Definitely their puppets. puppets. Definitely just puppets. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. not, not people at all, even a little bit. Nope. There's nothing over there. I can save you, though. Okay, yeah. Right. Save me. Try to save me that, because yeah. I will right. run to everywhere. Yeah, it's yeah, not, this is it's so not cool. fun wandering around these fucking maps. I think it's worth noting early on that one thing they like to do in this game that they couldn't do before is like show you the sense of scale, mm -hmm. which is really cool, but the effect is that often it pops you out on a screen where you're like a tiny little speck of cloud. You can yeah. only see him because his hair is so yellow and you're like trying to navigate this like massive structure. Yeah, sometimes we'll show up on a new screen and be like, where do you think I am? And we'll take bets on where cloud so, is yeah. and we're always wrong. Oh man, Bolt. We're back at Bolt 1. Bolt 1! Push the OK button in front of a... Oh, for OK, Jeff. It makes perfect sense. Shut the fuck up in front of a ladder to grab onto it. After that, use the directional button to move up and down. And that's a ladder? Yep. <laughs> How are we gonna know where anything is? Oh, we'll feel our way through it. God, this is awesome. <laughs> Look at this. Ooh, there's a sack on the ground. I received a potion. I'm receiving potions, Ryan. Potion received, man. Potion fucking received. Push the OK button and, and blah blah blah. In front of a ladder. I get it. That's not a ladder. This is the ladder. Dude, this is ridiculous. This looks fucking so terrible. Oh, no. the, it does not help that it's on this screen, this like big HD screen. I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, throughout this playthrough, and especially at the beginning, you hear this crazy juxtaposition where we're constantly going back and forth between, this game looks amazing, and this game looks like shit. It's just that it's in the same sentence that we're going like, this is amazing and horrible. It, yeah, I feel like that sentiment encapsulates the whole game in yeah, a way. Yeah, yeah, it's both. <laughs> oh shit, beam gun. Look how fucking dramatic the battles are. I know, this is so, like... <laughs> It's, I can't yet see what they're trying to show me all the time because the graphics suck so much. Like, I can't believe how much the camera is moving. It seemed like it probably moves too much. Like, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, God, I can't tell what's going on, guys. Calm, like, I know you can move the camera. Calm down. Does Barrett have a machine gun for a hand? Yes. Well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's great, right? <laughs> yeah. You get that little like beam circle that comes up underneath you. Yeah, as you power up your magical spell. Like wind that shoots out of your feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's always a great effect. Someone should make some shoes that do that. Oh, yeah. That's your save point. Oh, shit. We found our first save point. Yeah, they look uh, distinctive in this game. Yeah. Floating question marks. A floating question made out mark. Of crystal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a major milestone, though. Save. God. Wait, did I do it? No. What? You gotta go into your menu, which I think is triangle or something. Okay. No. Well, that's gonna be hard to remember. Did I do it? No, because no, I... God. <laughs> I pressed X. This is definitely gonna fuck us at some point. <laughs> I know it's gonna... Okay, save. Yep. We saved our game. Oh yeah. How steam is your punk? So we've saved and we're looking ahead at the center of the reactor. 
Yeah, and I'd say that this punk is about 85 to 90% steam, yeah. Jeff. That's my reading on the middle of this reactor. It has a fucking hand valve to open it. <laughs> to open it. make a reactor. Received the restore materia. Yep. I've heard of materia. Yeah, we'll learn all about it. We're hmm. probably going to have to dedicate an entire fucking episode to materia. Oh, great. I'm just kidding. <laughs> are you? I don't think you are. Just quickly, Materia is the magic system in this game. So anytime yeah. we talk about getting a Materia, we're getting a magic. We're getting a magic. And boy, is it complicated. To use the last game's terms, we're, we're getting an Esper, basically. Yeah. They've turned all magic into magicite. Yeah, magicite. However, there's so many different Whatever. It's crystals. A, it's a ball. It's a little marble. It's you a little put marble. it in your armor. It gives you magic. When we blow this place, this ain't going to be nothing more than a hunk of junk. <laughs> yeah, make him hang hill right from the bat. Cloud, uh, you set the bomb. Hank Hill has got to be one of the most vexingly difficult voices. Yeah. I always feel like it's in my brain. I'm about to do it, and I'm <laughs> going to do it, and then it just comes out all fucked up yeah. every time. Luckily, we don't stick with that for Barrett. I just, yeah, I just wanted to take this moment to say that I'm very happy with the voices we landed on for all the characters this season. Yeah, it's going to take us a little bit to land on each one of them, but pretty soon they're going to start falling into place. Quicker than last season. <laughs> yeah. Just do it. I got to watch to make sure you don't pull nothing. I'm not doing so well, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So we go up and... Turn the valve? Well, I think we're planning a bomb. Like, we're about right. to set the we bomb, did. Okay, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. On the valve. And this is the first indication of, like, something is deeply wrong with Cloud. Um, we're not going to know exactly what for quite a while. A very long but time. But, like, I, th I want to talk to you more about this maybe at the end of the episode, but because this is such a, like, important piece of information that they... I feel like they drop it on you so early and so casually right. that you don't remember it when this it, is what I'm when saying. it comes it's up like, later. It's like a game that was written for the second time you play it. It's doing these things that aren't taking you in by the hand the first time through, but assuming that you have all of the knowledge of the game already, mm -hmm. this is like this is like brilliant storytelling. I, work. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I feel like it was written, it's like a great novel in that way. This is so right. high-minded to already be saying this, but like, but it's, it, it it is. It's written in this way where there's so much detail right. that there's stuff that is definitely for like the second and third playthrough. But for that's the thing where like, it felt to me out. at the time like all these details were just little pieces of flavor. But what I didn't expect is all of those pieces to actually be important to the overall story. Right. That's where I'm talking about the most brilliant pieces of writing ever. Right. Uh, and this may start inching its way into that universe of talk. But at this point, when you're playing it, you're just completely going, like, what is even what? happening? Yeah, you're like, oh, he's got a headache now? Okay. Yeah, so Cloud gets a headache and falls over and, like, hears a disembodied voice. Oh, no, watch out. Oh, shit. This isn't just a reactor. No? What's, What's wrong? wrong? <laughs> Pronounce becoming Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> What's wrong? Did I just pet the reactor? Setting a bomb. Heads up, here they come. Oh shit, boss fight. It's all mechy. Is this a security system that activates when you set a bomb? I guess this must be the Robo Guard. Oh, maybe yeah. that might. The, maybe he Gotta was talking it. about like, because yeah, this is different from security showing up. This is a robot <laughs> scorpion. Yes. <laughs> 
patrolling the reactor. Yeah. If I worked at a nuclear reactor and it had a security system like this, I would quit. You know what? Actually, it makes me think of the Magicite Research Facility, yeah. how we were wandering around yeah. and going like, working here must suck. There's just monsters in the hallway. Like, this is kind of the same deal. Exactly. There's this terrifying robot scorpion. But we're going to take care of it. Mm. How do you like bolts? How do you feel about bolts? Oh shit, got the big shot limit break. Cloud, big, it says Barrett, be careful. Attack while it's okay. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, one yeah, of these. Attack it. Okay. So the first boss of this game, just like the boss of the last one and the one before it, uh huh. It starts with a boss that the trick is you can't attack it during a certain phase or it'll hit you with its ultimate attack. Yeah, and again, just like last game, it never really comes up Yeah, again. this isn't like a thing that you need to be thinking about much in battles. Sometimes, at this point, are they doing it just out of, like, tradition? Is this just supposed to be, like, a comforting wink to people who have played them all? <laughs> the I, first I can't boss even... fight teaches you a mechanic that doesn't matter. Yeah, I can't even tell anymore. <laughs> it's I didn't even realize with what regularity that would be, like, a beat in the plot of these games of like and then the first boss you gotta not attack it when its tails well, up. Well keep an eye on that on the games going forward. Don't electrocute it when it's in mist form. <laughs> you know, when it's in its shell, yeah, don't yeah. attack it. You know, it's the same thing. Like right now, like this. Uh-huh. Then it's gonna it fuck me. It's gonna fuck you. Yeah. Okay, well great. <laughs> well it could have told me that before I put the input in. And now now Okay. Sweet. <laughs> Nailing it. Killing you it. You don't want to use an item. Mm. He's lost. He's uh, lost his excitement, Jeff. Uh-huh. The scorpion's tail went down, which means it's attackable now. Saying, I get it. He was erect. I, and then, I was not. God, it's really gonna take me a little while to get get used to these graphics. <laughs> well, s- s- let your eyes. Find, like, a, find a way for them to be distracted from the pain. <laughs> so we set the bomb on the reactor. Mm-hmm. And it's time to run. Ten minutes, Ten minutes detonation. detonation. Oh, sh- oh, that's a cool-ass clock. Gotta get out of the reactor. So it's a real classic video game situation. The timer is set. You got ten minutes to get out before it all blows up. Mm-hmm. Run. Yeah. Made even more fun by the fact that the thing impeding you is random encounters. So you never know when you'll be slowed down. And the clock keeps ticking. <laughs> so far, I've got a lot of great things to say about this game, huh? God. The things that are gonna happen. Do I need to wait for somebody at the end of this timer or some bullshit? No, like, no, do, no, do I have to no, wait no, for no, Barrett? No shit like that. But, you know, cast yourself back to a time when video games were not greedy. Well, the thing is... When you remember the PlayStation, at least I always do this, and I think this is true of a lot of people, you remember the PlayStation 2 graphics as, like, being PlayStation 1. This wants me to be doing too much diagonal work. We're gonna work on the diagonal work. We're gonna get there, okay? It's gonna... It's gonna be a a road. It's not gonna be a comfortable game to play all the time. (laughs) Settle it. I promise you the waterfalls are beautiful. I think. Both of the things that you just said might be the title of the first episode. <laughs> Gated gill, jumping over holes. Oh, where am I? <laughs> you want to walk to the right. Oh, God, yeah, okay, I see where I am. Back up the stairs. <laughs> There's a lot of I spy going on in this. Right? It's just like off in a tiny little Now, stick. look at where I am now. I know. I know, man. Come on. You know what? Sometimes they hide shit in places like I bet they do. That's why, like, I'm surprised there's nothing there. 
So is it through these, that door? Through the, I tried to go through that door. Well, not, I didn't try good enough. Yeah, it's also more confusing because it's not like the places flow together in a necessarily like <laughs> logical way. Like, right, I'm like up diagonal <laughs> stairs and. Instead of all of the screens flowing together directionally, like if you walk left, the screen will basically move over and you'll just see the next area of what's left of where you were. Right, so you exit the screen on the left and then you enter the new screen from the right. Right. Like it flows logically. Because instead of just showing you a top down now, it's Mm -hmm. a camera angle. Right. So, you know, you might go up a ladder and then cut to the camera angle looking down on where you came out of. (laughs) Exactly. So it adds to the confusion of absolutely everything. Mm -hmm. God, the graphics are worse than that fucking I'm blue video code deciphered you needed the code to get out so we get finally back to the entrance to the reactor which is this cool like suspended walkway over like an infinitely you're so high up you can't even see the ground it's below one of you. those like you're gonna throw the emperor off it, yeah that's per- the perfect way to describe it that's like how a deep painted this is. background yeah. <laughs> that looks like it's really tall I love this shot like th- this bridge on the middle of this thing oh shit Whoa! <laughs> the background, this is actually pretty cool. It, it's clearly rendered differently from your characters. Mm-hmm. So when it animates, it like looks awesome. Like yeah. electricity like surrounds the Mako reactor and then there's like it pulls out and there's like a big mushroom cloud as it explodes. Yeah. The reactors seem to like dot the circle that the city is, like around like the edges of the circle. Yeah, yeah. So it's the construction of it is like they, I think they literally describe it as a pizza later. And if you yeah. imagine on the edge of each slice, there's a reactor. Like right. it's kind of on like radially, radially going out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this one, one of those reactors, has fucking exploded. Mm-hmm. Get us a bunch of fucking terrorists. Yeah. That should keep the planet going at least a little longer. Blowing that up? I feel like this world exists in a world not so different from ours in terms of how overpowering the Shinra Corporation is. Mm-hmm. And the idea of blowing up like an offshore oil rig, like one single oil rig, and then mm-hmm. being like, the planet's safe for another day. Yeah. <laughs> like global warming is slowed it's, a little. It's like, exactly, it, it is exactly that level of ineffectualness. Like despite the scale of what we just blew up, like Shinra is up there going like, ah, that's annoying. <laughs> right. Is this like a Geiger counter that we're hearing? What the fuck is this noise? I don't know. Okay, now everyone get back. Oh yeah, check it out. <laughs> they dive out of the firehole. What what just happened here? So, I mean, the best since I've seen it so many times, I'll try to break this town. Thank you. After the terrorist attack, the team meets up in like a closet somewhere, mm-hmm. and then they blow it up. They it's a second explosion that blows up. Yeah, which and then they dive out of the I closet. I feel like they must be like covering their tracks or like destroying evidence or something. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, maybe this place is where they planned the bombing, and now they're... Bl- I have no idea. But basically, the team meets up... All we know, this is the facts. <laughs> These are the, the facts. The team meets up in a closet somewhere. And this is not a closet in a house. It's a closet outside. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say it's a shack, but it's not. It's, it's like a part of a building. It's a part There's of a, a building, There's a closet yeah. inside of it. And they dive out, <laughs> and flames are shooting out of the room. Yeah, and this is the first time we see, I think, the slums where they live. So, like, they basically live in, like, a trash heap. Like, everything thing from here on out is made out of garbage. It's a junkyard. <laughs> yeah. Through and through. <laughs> All right, now let's get out of here. Let's rendezvous at let's Sector 8 Station. Rendezvous at Split up and station. get on the train. 
So all of Avalanche splits up to then meet up, you know, somewhere else later. Right. Um, so we run off, and the first person we bump into is the flower girl from the opening sequence. Right. The flower girl. But this time, it I, did you recognize her when we ran into her? Where you were like, oh, no. that's the flower girl, no. because because when, this time she's not rendered in like full cutscene CG. She's a Lego person. When they said flower girl, I think you hear me realize this is the girl from earlier, like in a minute. Oh yeah, like, we you, might. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, she's. From the Excuse from the alley. Me. What happens? Oh shit. Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, and also in this game is dialogue options. Yeah, all the fucking time. This is this is in the early days of those dialogue options where they were like, people want choices, but those choices can't be meaningful because it'll fuck up our game. Right. So like, they're always <laughs> giving you choices of what to say. Sometimes they're like, hello or hey, and I'm like, why? Yeah, exactly. Are you giving me this choice? So I can either hit on her or tell her that she right. needs to get out of here because it's dangerous. Yeah, it's tempting. She is a flower girl. I mean, look at, look at her beauty. Look at how beautiful she is. She looks like a little worm wearing a wearing a halter top. Yeah, like. <laughs> I'm gonna tell her she should get out of here. Really? I don't know what's going on, but all right. So running back to HQ, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. know. Wherever we're going. Uh-huh. Forward through the only path. In uh, the slums. We see like evidence of Avalanche's other endeavors, which is mostly graffiti, I guess. Wonder what is that on the wall over there? Let's see. Don't be fooled by Shinra. Mako energy doesn't last forever. Mako is the planet's life source. The end is in sight. Gotcha. So the writing is on the wall, man. Right. What? <laughs> he was like, he's like, whoa, what's that writing up on that wall? It's the end of the world. I wish that had rhymed. I wish they had a little rhyme. And then at the end, they go, protectors of the planet, Avalanche. Yeah, Avalanche is not the best it needs name. Needs catchier. Yeah, protectors of I the like planet. I like Avalanche. Better than the Returners, that's for damn sure. It's, all right, I'll <laughs> give you that. It's upgrade from that. Yeah. Okay, so they're protectors of the planet. And their way that they're doing that is telling everybody that global warming's happening. We're taking all the oil. The oil keeps the planet globally cooled. Yeah, and it also lets them live in this amazing paradise. This incredible, beautiful (laughs) paradise. Oh my god. The lifeblood of this planet, like, I would assume that there's parts of it that are not like a fucking cyberpunk city and that are like beautiful, magical something. Right? You'll see. At this point, and for a while, I'm going, is this whole game in this goddamn city? <laughs> yeah, they, they love this city for a while. This city, we're not leaving it for a long time. How would you feel bad if I cooked up some of these refried beans or something? And we dipped Doritos in them. That's an interesting idea. That sounds a little intense. Bread? Or toast. I mean... Toast? Yeah, rather than Doritos, I think, for me. <laughs> well, there is this amazing big can of baked beans. Yeah, I, you know, there is that. seems amazing. <laughs> Doritos are not a chip. They're a corn chip. chip. They're just covered in they're just, extra flavor, yeah. so that's two layers. It's four. Uh, you're right, you're right. One of the layers of the two-layer <laughs> chip is the dust of the fucking Doritos. Yeah, exactly. 
It's not that weird to dip Doritos in dip, is it? I, I don't think it's that weird, but I was just like not feeling that in the moment. But now that I think about it, it, it might be. I, I like the theory like of I've like that, it. that counts as a layer in the seven layer dip. Well, I mean, that's really where I'm going to go when I'm like opening my, oh, I've deconstructed the chips and dip, you know, <laughs> yeah. like part of the dip is, is the dust. dust. Yeah. <laughs> You ever fantasize about just living like a hobo even though you're inside, Jeff? You want to cook that? You want to just put that? You want to put that kid right on the stove and eat it out of the can, don't you? So we get the beans going. Yeah, unfortunately, in a pot. Yeah, I, I didn't want to like set off smoke alarms or cause a problem <laughs> or be able to not hold the can after it's hot. That is always an issue too. Well, you see, Jeff, what you're going to want to do is find a stump outside. You can set the can on you're and right. eat it out of the can without touching it. You also need like tongs uh, to yeah, lift you're it. You're going to hold it with one <laughs> thing. Yeah. But so we get back to the game. Okay. Soldier stops Cloud and says, hey, you there. Shinra soldiers, fight them or later? Whoa, whoa, whoa. So Cloud gets surrounded by soldiers on a bridge. Huh. More guards shooting after me. Later. Fight them later. Oh shit, look at this. I'm totally surrounded, I can't later. That's as far as you go. I don't have time to be messing around with you. Enough babbling. Enough babbling. Oh. Cloud's on a bridge, totally surrounded by soldiers. Where's he gonna go? What is he gonna do? I'm gonna jump onto a train Whoa. over a bridge, oh fuck! <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That was pretty seamless into the pre-rendered yeah. cutscene. That was a cool, daring escape. So we cut to the inside of that train that Cloud is on top of, mm -hmm. and the rest of Avalanche is in there going, I guess he never showed up. Yeah, they're thinking like, oh man, I thought we had a new buddy, but maybe he was serious about all that fuck the earth shit. Yeah, know? maybe he really did just want that money. In which case, if he wanted that, why isn't he here? Yeah. <laughs> Cloud never came, says Wedge. Cloud, wonder if he was killed. Cloud, they're all worried about me. What they don't know is I'm right on the roof. Does nobody hear Cloud knocking on the roof? Alright, hey! Looks like I'm a little late. You damn right you're late. You damn right you're late. Come waltzing in here making a big scene. It's no big deal. Just what I always do. I always come waltzing in places making a big scene. It's what I always do. I fucking love making a big scene. Shit. Wait, it says shit? Yeah. We're not on the fucking Nintendo anymore. Yes, shit. Haven't everyone worried like that? You don't give a damn about no one but yourself. Wake up. We're moving out. Follow me. You want a bowl of beans? Yeah, do you want to throw some bread in the tester? Yeah. You really don't want beans this no. whole time. I'm all excited about beans, and you're like, well, we could have them maybe if there was bread. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, something <laughs> to lighten the load. Can I, is there a vegetable in town? I didn't buy any. Yeah, let's gas up. Hey, Cloud, you were great back there. They like Cloud, even though he's fucking... It's like his juvenile trick of trying to act like he doesn't give a shit works on them. Like, they totally are like, he's the coolest. Right. <laughs> he's so unflappable and he's a dick. It's so awesome. Say, thanks for helping me back there at the reactor. <laughs> yeah. I forgot, I think everybody wants to get into Cloud's pants. Really? Like, it's just a constant thing. Because this isn't the Nintendo. 
everybody wants to fuck. This ain't your mama's Final Fantasy. But yeah, Cloud's bad boy act, like, somehow even with the bad translation, you still get the idea immediately. Jesse is instantly like, oh my god, Cloud. Look at this guy. Anyway, we make our way further up in the train to, like, the passenger cars. Yes. We were sitting in, like, a storage box. <laughs> right. Uh, and we just, like, decide that the best thing to do would be to just, like, terrorize everyone else on this train. Yeah, we want this car for ourselves. <laughs> Not, it's, it's so weird, right? Like, Avalanche is trying to, like, save the people, but the way Barrett treats absolutely everyone who's not an avalanche is like get the fuck out of my he's way he's a terrifying <laughs> gonna fucking guy. kill yeah. you <laughs> last train out of sector eight station last stop is sector seven train graveyard that's the name of the sector expected time of arrival is 12 23 a.m the train graveyard <laughs> midgard standard <laughs> time you want to make sure to get off before the train graveyard they have 12.23 a.m. And it's Midgar standard time. They have time zones in this game? Yeah, dude. There's like different, that's how big the world map is. And that's gonna be like a thing that's like a story element where well, it's like, no, dude, I don't think where it's like, oh, well, we gotta change our watches. <laughs> I don't think you're getting any... Wait, we're here an hour early. That we are shit. We're set. We're set to Midgar standard time. I think you're getting a little. Nah, I don't think you're gonna have to worry about that. Wait a minute. What about when it turns to Midgar daylight time or daylight savings time? <laughs> oh, they outlawed daylight in Midgar a long time ago. Thank you for cooking up all the food today. So we enter a train car that's a little further up on the train. There's a guy on this train who is going like, the terrorists again? Yeah. Like, I, I gotta, I hate this. He's like wearing a suit coming home from work, but he lives in the slums. So he's probably like, you know, he's just trying to work his way up, man. Yeah. This is like his entry level job mm -hmm. and he has to deal with these fucking people. This is why I hate the last train. Who boy. Is this guy all upset because like we're a bunch of weirdos? Yeah. It's hard to tell because everyone looks fucked up. Right. We're like those people that you don't want to be on the same subway car with. Yeah, that's definitely the context for that. Got it. These beans are amazing. Yeah, they're great. All you do is cut open the can. Yeah, it's literally all you do is then you heat it. And it's also like, you know that this has been happening not only in armies, but in like Old West, you know. People have been cracking open a can of Bush's beans. <laughs> Probably since before there were 50 states. You think it's the George Bush family? Oh, I wish. That would be great. Seems this train hasn't switched to security mode yet. <laughs> Why would it ever not be in security mode? Yeah. In this place. By the way, we're in the era where if you keep talking to them, they say different things. <laughs> So on this train, Jessie's got something to show us. Yeah, she's got, like, a sweet idea to, like, you know, seduce us a little bit. Like, hey, come in here, look at this screen. But you gotta get, like, really close so I can whisper in your ear about the trains. Exactly. System. And the thing that we're looking at is, like, a subway map that's done in 3D wireframe. It's like frame. a vector image, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, a, the green on the black. Mm -hmm. You know it. It's from, like, the 80s movies. Computers, yeah. yeah. And yeah, this like vector map, what I love about it is that it's almost like the Midgar Board of Tourism or something probably is, <laughs> it's like this detail of like, they put it on the train so that like visitors to the city can look at the, you know, the- The crazy ar architecture all, all of, of the, the- accomplishments of Shinra and mm -hmm. shit. It's a map of the Midgar rail system. Let's look oh, at it together. I seemed, I remember that looking at this, I could never understand what the fuck I was looking at. I like this kind of stuff. 
bombs and monitors, you know, flashy stuff. What? <laughs> stuff is, that lights up, is that what she's saying? Literally, bombs she's and, like, like, computer monitors? <laughs> you know, flashy stuff. Stuff that flashes. Okay, it's about to start. We're gonna watch a movie? Now, this is important, Chef. This is a complete model of the city of Midgar, okay? Looks like Deep Space Nine. One ten thousand scale. Yeah. The main support structure holds the plate up in the center. The eight reactors... It's like the eight dragons. But this time they're reactors. There's eight reactors. You must go find... <laughs> they provide Midgar with electricity. Yeah, no dragons whatsoever in this game, interestingly enough. Really? Just, Not just a single reactors, dragon, yeah. just reactors. Yeah. Huh. Phew. This is next. Look. <laughs> <laughs> this is the route this train is on. You see that vague flash? Like, oh my god, those dots? Yeah. How, yeah, okay, how that's the route. It spirals change? around the main support like, structure. Why do they make you watch this? Look, look at the way it's spiraling. So the train, like, comes out of the tunnel or something, and now they're all looking out the windows going, whoa, Midgar's pretty insane. Yeah, I, what they're describing is that, so the slums are just, like, on ground level, right? Right. And then at some point, they were like, the slums suck, let's just build big metal plates over the top of them and right. build our buildings on top of those. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you went to an, a shitty area of town and just, like, built a roof over it and then started a new ground. Yeah, like, you've got you've to gotta build a new foundation above the right. last one, yeah. Pretty unsettling scenery. I mean, it's pretty Aww. awesome. I think you mean, Cloud. Never expect to hear that out of someone like you. Yeah, make them... You just full of John surprises. John You just full of surprises. I don't know if I can do gentlemen. We can try. The upper world. A city on a plate. Yeah. It's cause of that fucking pizza that people underneath are suffering. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. I don't know how close we are to an actual John Wayne here. Whenever we listen back over this, I can't believe how far off we are. <laughs> when we were doing it, it sounded so much better to me. It felt like we were doing John <laughs> it Wayne. It did feel... We were channeling John Wayne I mean, this is definitely Barrett's voice for the whole game. This is what we landed we on. We landed on him, uh, the world's worst John Wayne. <laughs> and he's talking about how they built these giant metal plates over the slums, and everybody in the slums is fucking pissed about it. It's pretty rude thing to do um what the fuck is he talking about the way the city is is like right now they're sort of on the bottom where the slums are and as you go up the reactors there's plates above oh them. he's talking about that the plate cities that's like the nicer areas are up above but why pizza because it's a big circular disc there's okay so he's just big... calling the disc a pizza yeah yeah there's okay, big right, like right. discs around that's what i didn't understand the sky above them all right yeah because I've, I've followed that they've been talking about discs. But, but yeah, a bunch of people like live underneath in the ruins of like all of the old city and shit. You're around. saying that there's like levels to the classes of this? Like it, there's like literal levels? <coughs> it's hard to believe. Jeff, <laughs> let me tell you. It's, it's a class system. Extremely stratified. Stratified? Yeah. yeah. And the, the city below is full of polluted air. So they're just like On farting. Top of that, yeah. The reactor keeps draining up all the energy. And why doesn't everyone move onto the plate? Why doesn't everybody move into the rich part of town? 
What a fucking like, idiot. Yeah, where the fuck did this guy come from? You joined up with a local terrorist group and you don't even know how the fuck this city works? Probably because they ain't got no money. Or maybe because they love their land, no matter how polluted it gets. I mean, we've all seen the commercial of the native Midgarian <laughs> who watches as somebody throws some piece of materia off of their motorcycle <laughs> into the wilderness or whatever. <laughs> a single tear falls down his little Lego face. <laughs> I know no one lives in the slums because they want to. Well, then why did you just say what you said? It's like this train. It can't run anywhere except where its rails take it. It just goes around <laughs> the same way every day. No one ever asks if it's bored or wants to do something different now. It no, just it has to stay on the rails. What if the train wants to be free? Anyway, the train makes it back to, I guess, the Sector 7 slums, right? Yeah, this is like home base. And uh, pulls off at the train station. This is going to be like the most familiar train station in the game. We keep coming back here <laughs> mm-hmm. again and again. We all step off, and we're standing there next to the train conductor going, okay, now what? Yo, get over here, y'all, y'all. Okay, so we're on the train platform. None of these are ghost trains. Not yet, at least. Real quick, before we go talk to our team, we stop off to talk to the train man. This has got to be my favorite. I'll say now, maybe my favorite NPC in the game, the train man. Yeah, like in the first game, we had Hooray Guy. That was our favorite Mm -hmm. one. We've had I'm a Farmer. I'm a Farmer was fucking classic. And And now the evolution of that level of thought (laughs) is train man. When you've been a train man as long as I have, you see a lot of people and a lot of lives. (laughs) Oh, is that so? How do do you become such a good train man? People meeting, partying, joy, sadness. After a while, it doesn't even get to you anymore. (laughs) What? Okay. Like, okay, so after a while, life doesn't affect you? Whatever. This mission was a... Ah, you do it. You got it. I like it. It's fun. This mission was a success. I can't do it well. (laughs) But don't get lazy now. The hard part's still to come. Don't y'all be scared of that explosion. Cause the next one's gonna be bigger than that. We get off the train. Barrett, like, can't wait until we get back to headquarters to give us the fucking pep talk. Yeah. Like, in front of people. It's- there's there's a couple, like, dancing next to a streetlight right next to us while he's loudly going, that reactor we just blew up. Yeah. There's more to come, baby. <laughs> uh, shit. I mean, like, this whole does this whole terrorist group reek of, like, they're amateur, like, they've been plotting this for a long time, but they don't have any idea what to actually do? Yeah, it's no, like, they're, they're a bunch of kids does it, just yeah, hoping to living the out world. their fantasy yeah. right now for the first time. Pro- I get the sense yeah. they've never done this before, is what I mean. Yeah, I wonder what pushed them to finally decide, like how we did, gotta do this. How did they jump from graffiti to bombing this place? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's I a feel, pretty big leap. I feel like everyone in this group got like brought in by Barrett's like charisma, mm-hmm. and like maybe this group was bigger last week before he was like, <laughs> okay guys, the next step is not graffiti, and like other people were like, whoa. <laughs> He had like 40 people and now it's down to six. I love that he's just yelling meet back at the hideout and there's these people around. Meet back at the hideout. Yeah, exactly. And then he runs off to the hideout. Move out. Everyone goes the same way. Nobody follow me. (laughs) Jesus. Follow me to the the secret hideout. 
Okay, so these are two people standing by a lamppost and one of them saying, I'm not letting you go tonight. Isn't there somewhere we could go to be alone? Oh, shit. <laughs> There's only the train graveyard around here. I love that. You go talk to the train guy and he's just like, been a train guy all my life. Yeah. They're like, we need some dialogue for this train guy. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, like, you've been a train guy as long as I've been a train guy. Yeah, it's like improv one-on-one, they never see, do that. See, uh, people get on the train, people get off. And, and eventually you don't give a fuck about any of them. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that guy comes back. Train guy? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't hold out a lot of hope. Oh, uh, bummer. Believe it or not, train guy actually has seen a lot. Train guy is present enough in this game for there to be legit, like, you could write, like, a fan fiction about train guy and the things he's seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make it, like, a waiting for Godot. It would just be, like, a bunch of vignettes, like, almost diary <laughs> entries, you know, of, like, train guy being like, today I started my job at Shinra, like, I'm so excited, I'm mm, just manning the right. trains, but hopefully I'll There's be There's a lot of emotional up. stuff that's you know, happening I'm, around me. I'm hoping me. to be promoted, like, I'm sending my money back to mom, mm. blah, 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 and then it would, you know, you'd see the progression of, like, I don't know if I'll ever be promoted, I'm seeing a lot of, like, bad stuff. <laughs> Stuff. It seems like maybe Shinra's, but there's a thing he sees that you would just be like the breaking point where you'd just be like, I'm dead inside yeah. now. It'd be like a Russian novel or something. Yeah. <laughs> a whole novel. A full An novel. entire novel. Train Man, train. the Russian Dostoevsky yeah, yeah, novel. Yeah, what's Train Man in Russian? Let's look that up. <laughs> Not a beginner's guide to train travel in Russia. I want to know what it means... <laughs> I just train want to say man, train man. Uh, translate to Russian. I don't know what their alphabet says. Like, I don't know how to read that uh, gobbledygook. Oh, wait. Obuchat Chelovka. Obuchat Chelovka. Obuchat Chelovka. That's the name <laughs> of the Russian Chilovka. novel <laughs> that's Final Fantasy related. Financially, there must hey, have like, been about a billion gil worth of damage. We need to be careful with that. A billion gil? That's like at least $40. <laughs> and that ain't all. A lot of innocent people got killed too. If the explosion had been in the middle of the night, that would have been one thing. At least the people could have gone in their sleep. Wait, they still wow. would have died? They, but yeah, whatever. It, I, I, wait, at the start of that sentence, I was like, yeah, they would have been home and not at work where they were killed. That's how, that's how bleak this world is. They're Holy like, shit. It's like at least they didn't have to live they through the explosion. They could have at least just died. So you just killed a lot of people. Uh-huh. They say a Mako reactor was destroyed above. Yeah, everybody's talking about it. I was just sitting here drinking, watching the news by myself, and all of a sudden I get kicked out of the fucking store. What's up with that? I do... I would... Like... So he said shit earlier. Yeah. But now everything has got... All the swears have... Uh, well, I don't think they can say the F word. Okay. Yeah, the F word or worse. Yeah. No, this is a teen game. Yeah, they just put a bunch of ampersands and, you know, the signs mm -hmm. and stuff. But it could mean anything. Use your imaginations. We but, sure do. But shit. Shit's allowed. Shit's okay. 
It is still a teen game or mature or whatever. Okay. <laughs> so we make it back to where the avalanche hideout is, mm -hmm. but there's a town around this place too. Yeah. So we do our first town walkabout. We walk up to Barrett, who's in front of one building, and he's like, hurry up, get inside. And we're like, nope, nope let's go explore. See what's around. And it's got to be the bleakest first town walkabout yet. It, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, ha, geez, I'm blitzed. Man, this guy's wasted. You should go up and talk to Barrett in the place. What is it? What's over here? You dreadable geez, you tired? Why don't you rest up on the third floor of my house? Okay. There's just one condition. You gotta give me some cash. I give him ten. Oh man, oh man. Go ahead and help yourself to the room. Give me a treasure chest. Barrett was like, alright, get in here. You're like, I'm gonna go sleep in this kid's room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yes. So we're climbing this trash tower. Yeah, it's it's worth noting by town, I mean a bunch of scrap metal that's been turned into a tower. Yeah, and so <laughs> we're on, like, the second floor of it, and we go into, like, the building that's here. You can continue on up to the third, but right now we stop off and see what's here. And what's here is Final Fantasy School. Yeah, it's not open right now because it's closed so that a dog can chase a child around a cage. Well, isn't it, like, partially open? Oh, it's not <laughs> no, open at all. They're like, come right back now. tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy School is in session. Today the building is being used for, like, a child versus a dog. Dog. Yeah. I don't know what's going on in here. <laughs> it's a chain link room, like a cage fighting room. Yes. <laughs> but wait, so if I come back tomorrow? I guess. Come back tomorrow and you'll tell me what you do? I mean, it looks like he gets trapped in a cage with a dog. That is what it looks like. But can I go talk to the dog? Can I open this cage? What I don't the fuck? Think so. See, this is what I mean by playing it as fresh as possible. Like, whenever I've replayed it, I would never talk to all these fucking people or anything. And it's so worth it to talk to all of them. I know, because if you don't talk to them, you'll miss out on the important news that Avalanche just blew up the Sector 1 reactor. You would totally miss this. That's that's literally just about the only thing anyone has to say. Which We've to be cut fair, out pretty much all the people we talked to, but they're all going like, did you hear about what happened? Yeah, to, the, to yes. be fair, what else would they be talking about? That's true. And I gotta say, I do appreciate the color that half of them are just trashed, and, <laughs> yeah. and the other half are doing, it's like there's gunshots going off inside of buildings. <laughs> That's how bad these slums the are. The slums are bad. And it seems like people pretty much know who's in Avalanche yes. and where they live. Like, exactly no, like where the, their home the base is. You start to realize Avalanche can operate so effectively because the slums are so bad <laughs> that it does not matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget your ladder skills. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm, I'm getting my head around these graphics. So we start heading up to the top floor where that kid said we could sleep in his room. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the kid's room. Oh, who? Who? <laughs> Barrett's like, what the fuck? What's on the bed? I don't know, like, there's some underwear or a holster or something? Alright, I guess I'll go back down. Ooh! I jumped! So after sleeping, we go meet up with Barrett in front of the place, and he finally allows himself to enter. Yeah. Like, he didn't go in while we were No, he's asleep. been waiting for us to make sure that the whole group is herded in. Mm-hmm. And we go into Tifa's bar. Yeah, Tifa's Seventh Heaven is the name of the game. Name of the game, the name of the bar. And we're greeted by a little child. Papa! 
and an iconic woman from the Final Fantasy franchise walks up to us. This woman's name is Tifa. You've grown up. So have you. (laughs) 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 It's not just me, they're making this little model lean, right? Like she's like pushing her chest down. Yeah, she's definitely doing that. Tifa! Tifa! Uh, She looks sweet. Yeah, she's great. So glad everyone's safe. She's so glad all the people are safe. Except for the people you killed. I'm glad they're dead. Yeah, exactly. mission. There is some serious cognitive dissonance here mm-hmm. that is addressed throughout the game, but never yeah. really dealt with. Yeah, it's <laughs> brought up. Marlene, aren't you going to say anything to Cloud? Sorry, Cloud. Marlene seems a little shy. Is Marlene Tifa's child? Okay, so I'm just going to explain this because it's super confusing. Okay. But Marlene is Barrett's... She's not his, like, actual daughter, but she's, like, his adopted daughter. So that's when she says, Daddy, she was thinking Barrett was walking through the door. I feel like... Yeah, that was not clear. I feel like it's not supposed to be confusing that she sees Barrett as her dad, but, like, it is. They don't, it's, I don't think it's supposed to be, I don't think it's supposed to be like a secret that she, yeah. Okay. This being so muddy and confusing kind of fucks up like everything that they're doing with Marlene for the rest of the game. I I distinctly like remember this scene being too confusing Mm -hmm. and like knowing it is something I would have to explain to you so that things (laughs) later would would, would, like play out better. Like if you've played the game before, you know exactly what this means and why this relationship is interesting. Right. But if you can't suss out these sort of, it's admirable. (laughs) They like want to tell you this sort of complicated relationship information without like being too exposition-y about it. Walking into here, you you get the sense Tifa seems to know Cloud. Right. And she kind of implies that Marlene should know Cloud too. Yeah. And when Marlene said daddy and then got shot, it honestly plays <laughs> with the information you have. It yeah. plays like Cloud has been in the army for a while and is coming home to see his kid for the first time and or Tifa's something. And Tifa's his old wife. Yeah, like that's, that's I feel like how the scene plays the but first time you see it. But that's not what's going on. No, it's and, and it becomes clear pretty quickly that's not what's going on. <laughs> But what is going on isn't clear until so much later. And then when it starts becoming clear, we might cut this is too long. But like when it starts becoming clear, you're then ruining a moment trying to piece together like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. Marlene is Barrett. Wait, <laughs> yeah, wait. yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Tifa's. Yeah, ex- yeah exactly. Yeah. It's totally muddy. For a thousand percent clarity, Marlene is Barrett's adopted daughter. Tifa is Barrett's old friend. And Cloud is really complicated his relationship to all these people. Yeah. Tifa really knows how to cook. Mm-mm. Anyway, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm not interested, I'm not interested in, your in your stories. stories. Tisa always lets me taste her cooking. And look at me now, I'm roly-poly. <laughs> I guess you <laughs> just say that. I don't know whether I should be happy or sad, but it's the good food and drinks that make this shop famous. The shop is famous? It, how famous is this <laughs> fucking shop? There's two tables that look like they're made out of garbage. (laughs) Whatever. I think you should try to walk out. What if I play this ping pong game? No, not this time. No? What if I cooked cooked dinner? What if I served at the bar? Alright. You're like, I mean, I could just roleplay in here the whole time. Why do they even make, need to make the rest of the game? <laughs> I'm running the famous shop. Okay, now Barrett's home. Papa, <laughs> welcome home. 
Get in here, fools. We're starting the meeting. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, Barrett walks up to the pinball machine and, like, hits the right side and the left side, like, in a certain number of times. And then the whole thing lowers and it reveals a basement below it. But the thing is, it's, like, the most obvious trap door in the world. I mean, how many people do you think accidentally went into their basement <laughs> while they I'm were saying. just at the bar checking out the famous shop? Yeah. Going, like, this must be the famous pinball machine. Yeah, whack. And, whack it. <laughs> and then they're like, it's not like they would look around and see anything problematic. They'd go, like, whoa, I'm in, like, a man cave. Of yeah, some kind. wow. There's like bean bags and a TV. Is this a part of the experience? <laughs> yeah. They didn't really do that too secretly. Yeah, no, it feels like if somebody came and checked out this shop, they'd find that pretty in. Like, I don't think it would stand up to scrutiny. No. Anne Frank would have been found instantly if she was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The guy is explaining to the family who's going to be hiding there, and I've been stoked with this <laughs> Yeah, it's like that scene in the opening of Inglorious Bastards where the Jews are hiding under the floorboards of the guy, and the Nazi's like kind of walking around. You're right, and he's, like, and he's getting like tea. Ooh, I love pinball. And yeah, yeah, he sees the pinball machine. He's like, oh, is that the Terminator 2 machine? <laughs> you know, I had the high score when I was in college. Yeah, and it's. A university, whatever they would say. Yeah, and the, it's all the in guys. Like because sweating. if he can get the high score, then it unlocks. <laughs> right. He goes up, like, every single beat is that tense, like, yeah. inglorious bastard's like, oh, God, like, each footfall. But he's like, do you have one quarter? <laughs> like, gives him the quarter yeah. to put him. Yeah. You see them, like, below looking up, and you hear the quarter, like, plunk into yeah. the fucking, oh, my oh, God. My. <laughs> Let's get out of this bit. Yes. Wedge just asked me if I thought he was too uptight. I said... Nah, you're cool. And he said, well, that's okay. Don't worry about me. I don't look like it, but I'm a coward at heart. Jeez. He, I hope that we can have him overcome that cowardliness <laughs> and his belief in himself. They really do some heavy lifting to endear Biggs to you in this yeah. part of the game. Every time you talk to him, he's like, got this incredibly sad story that you're, you want Biggs to... Wedge or... Biggs. You want Biggs to succeed. Wedged? Shit. It's tough Which to know. that? <laughs> the fat one. The fat one. I'm a coward at heart. Yeah, like, he also says, I don't look like a coward. Yeah, you do. Yo, Cloud, there's something I want to ask you. partner. <laughs> Was there anyone from Soldier fighting us today? None. I'm positive. So all of those soldiers that we fought that were in blue uniforms, none of them are from Soldier. Yeah, no, that's the important distinction. Soldier is the name of the elite soldier squad, but they have other soldiers. But who Barrett are just... is asking him, like, nobody that we fought was a soldier, right? And Cloud's going, nope. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I mean, yeah, that's literally what he's saying, but what he means is something totally different. And it's like, I don't know why. They named Avalanche a thing. Yeah. Why did they not name Soldier like the Marines or right. Elite Squadron or fucking anything? They anything just named at all. it Soldier. If there was anyone from Soldier, you wouldn't be standing here now. Oh, <laughs> let me at him. I'm going upstairs. I want to talk about my money. Grrr. Shucks money. Wait. Shucks money. Wait. It's my uh, new Jewish rap name, Shucks Money. <laughs> oh, God. Tifa, let him go. 
looks like he still misses the Shinra. <laughs> Shut up. I don't care about either Shinra or Soldier. I don't care about anything. I'm just a but angsty don't get teen. Me wrong. I don't care about Avalanche or the planet for that matter. That's what I'm saying. He, he doesn't, he's... Dude, they're starting with the main character having the viewpoint of Kefka. <laughs> Nothing matters. Ugh, look, princess. I'm just Han Solo here for the money. Exactly. I mean, now we're playing a real game for real grown-ass teenagers. Right. You're right. This is for <laughs> fucking grown-ass teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't for kids anymore. No. This is for motherfucking grown-ass like teenagers. 13, 14... Olds. Cloud's gonna like storm off because they are giving him shit about his money and Tifa runs after him to try to like convince him to stay, you know? I mean, she might be more effective with convincing him to stay than Barrett would be. Yeah, well, this is where we shed some light on how Cloud and Tifa know each other and how Cloud might have gotten involved with this. It's still like... Shedding some light <laughs> is like saying like... like It's not just that the light is dim, it's that it's only uncovering like part of the floor. Like if you were to... You're in a box right. and like <laughs> the brightness of you like pull the lid back an inch. Right. And, and you can see that light is a thing. Light now. is a thing. <laughs> but are, you, are you saying they're showing us just the tip right now? Oh man, that is exactly <laughs> what they're showing us. But yeah, this scene we're about to see is like vital. This is like one of the cornerstones of the whole fucking thing. The planet is dying. Slowly but surely it's dying. Someone has to do something. Can I get off the planet? Like, it's not clear yet whether or not, like, other places are a place you can go. Um, you know what I mean? That kind of comes up. Do the people who are destroying the planet, are they not aware that they're destroying the planet? And that they is have other reasons to continue to destroy it. I love this because I'm basically going like, doesn't Exxon Mobil know that they're doing bad for the planet? Yeah, someone should really let those guys know. Like, that aren't it's they a aware that like, I mean, because it's not sustainable as a business model to destroy the Earth? And yeah. I'm like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> it's obviously not something that matters. But do they do they have a plan for their own survival? Um. I think eventually it's green energy, but they're going to hold on to that oil as long as they can. Yeah, they're like, in the future, Shinra's going to have everyone vaping and driving electric cars, <laughs> but right now, Mako and tobacco is what we have. Like, <laughs> Anyway, someone has I'll to do something. I'll just say that they have reasons to not give a shit if the planet gets totally fucked. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm just a, a member oh, of the hey, planet. Did you fart? Oh my I bet God. she did. Haley, jeez. Oh, she's capable of some oh. terrible things. Oh, Haley, it's like seeping. It's like I can almost see where it is. It's like, it smells here and not here. Oh, jeez. You were face to butt. Like, you were yeah, like near. I was, I was you face were in to prime butt. farting territory. I was face to butt. Alright. So, you're really leaving? You're just gonna walk out, ignoring your childhood friend? Who's become a grown-ass teenager? <laughs> How could you... Uh, should I just apologize? What do, you, what, do you, what do you think? It's still unclear to me is the sorry, like a sorry but I'm going... And the how can you say that is the apology? Whoa, now I smell the fart. That was pretty t intense. That you're capable of that. Dude, she must have eaten something. I don't know. Oh, look at the way she st she totally does lean. Yeah, she puts her she, hands behind her back. She just... And like leaned around. 
If it's not clear what we mean by that, they have this Lego model push her boobs out. They definitely intend for this little like poly- polygonal model to have like some major sex appeal. And I gotta say, I don't have like a lot of emotion attached to these memories, but I remember as a kid this Lego model having some sex appeal. You have some important me. memories, if some formative memories, not so much emotional. Right, it's like viewing a television image or something. You know, it's like not, it doesn't feel like I can remember like all of the sensations mm-hmm. of being that mm-hmm. person. But yeah, but there were sensations. There were. I remember they existed for maybe the first time ever. I mean, honestly, it. Well, no, that was probably uh, April O'Neil in Teenage Mutant okay, Ninja, okay, Ninja right. Turtles. <laughs> Not that anyone needs to know this shit. You forgot the promise too. What's the promise? Oh, we're gonna find out about all all about it. Promise? So you did forget? Remember, Cloud? It was seven years ago. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Under the Milky Way. Look, the well. Do you remember? They don't look younger. Yeah, back then. Oh, just wait, just wait. They're remembering. They're in their memory. Right, they're, oh, they're in their memory palace. palace. Yeah, I thought he would never come. <laughs> See, there he is. There's a little cloud. Oh my god. <laughs> he looks like a little demon. Yeah, this flashback takes us to, like, an old well. Yeah, it's like, the shot is, like, mostly the night sky, which is, like, illuminated to an absurd degree. Right. The sky is, like, something to behold. (laughs) And we're sitting on, like, a water tower. Kind of like the scaffolding around the well. Right. You know? And then it's little, seven years ago. Yeah. It's little cloud. Little like he, we fit, he's probably like thirteen or something like that. In this? His eyes are a different color. Mm-hmm. And and little Tifa. Little Tifa walks up. Sorry, I'm late. He's like a Dennis the Menace. He's like a. I would not trust this little shit. You said you wanted to talk to me about something. Come this spring, I'm leaving this town for Midgar. All boys are leaving our town. But I'm different from all of them. I'm not just gonna find a job. I'm gonna live homeless. (laughs) I wanna join Soldier. I'm gonna be the best there is, just like Sephiroth. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sephiroth. The great Sephiroth. Everybody knows. Everybody knows and loves the great Sephiroth. (laughs) So yeah, the first mention of Sephiroth, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm really spoiling anything by saying he's like the main villain of the game. I mean, it's pretty clear right up front. Yeah, you you can't, if you don't get the deal now, you will soon. Sephiroth is a guy that like nobody in the world can shut up about. He's like the (laughs) Michael Jordan of big swords. (laughs) That's like his, that's what his deal is going to be. Isn't it hard to join Soldier? And don't you kind of suck? I probably won't be able to come back to this town for a while. Yeah, so I guess there was a war on about seven years ago. Yeah, at this time, Shinra was, like, fighting Japan, basically, (laughs) which is, like, sort of seeded... Well, anyway, but yeah, Cloud is saying, like, oh, I'm gonna go off and, like, all the other boys join the army, but not just the army, the soldier army. He's not gonna be a soldier. He's gonna be in soldier. Exactly. Will you be in the newspapers if you do well? I guess if I do well enough, I'll try. Promise? Promise me you'll be in the newspaper. Hey, why don't we make a promise? Oh, God. Um, if you get really famous and I'm never in a bind... Uh-huh. You come save me, all right? Okay. 
Whenever I'm in trouble, my hero will come and rescue me. I am a damsel in distress, <laughs> and I what will kind of plan on being like this in distress. You fucking promised me. <laughs> yeah, seven years later, yeah. she's like, I made a fucking bind. Come on, Come on. promise me. Alright, I promise. Okay, so then we pan back to the future and Cloud turns to her and goes, here's the thing, I'm not fucking famous. Yeah, so I don't have to I do jack shit. About, I think he's about to be like, yeah, well. <laughs> I'm not a hero and I'm not famous, yeah. I can't keep the promise. Hey, look, Texas. Huh? It says Texas. Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah, in the corner of Tifa's bar, for some reason, there's a neon sign that says Texas. I, like, I have to assume this is one of those things where, from a design point of view, they were, like, just picking English words they liked or Wait, something. Maybe it's supposed to be, like, a Coyote Ugly Bar, where I Tifa know, gets on the bar like, it's regularly like and does, like, a cowboy dance. Texas later. I, like, <laughs> I'm just saying it's the theme of the bar. Like, what does Texas mean in this world? I don't know. <laughs> Under beer. What the fuck? You've got beer and Texas in oh this bar. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Got your childhood dream, didn't you? You joined soldier. That wasn't the promise, though. So come on, you've got to keep your promise. No, but the promise was if I was famous. Wait, Wait a, a sec, <laughs> big time soldier. A promise is a promise. So, like, as Tifa is making the long shot of all long shots, being like, <laughs> but you promised me that thing a long yeah. time ago. I remember that. And I'm in distress uh, now. Yeah, and, like, you promised Barrett runs up, and he's like, well, since I promised, here's your fucking money. Yeah. Which is just, like, I, I think that I love that. <laughs> like, Cloud's now sitting there going, like, well, shit, everyone pro else is everybody's promises. keeping their promises. Yeah. <laughs> Here. Yeah, Barrett throws his money at your feet. Yeah, often the way they transfer items in this game is they'll just make a tossing motion and, and like it <laughs> appears in your pocket. Exactly. <laughs> what did he? Oh, he fucking threw. <laughs> they can't show fifteen hundred dollars at my you feet. You just hear it. They just did an illusion. You got the next mission lined up. I'll do it for three thousand. What? We're really hurting for help, right? I mean, he'll probably die in the next mission anyway. That's money from Marlene's school. <laughs> it's her college fund. Two thousand. Thanks, Cloud. Oh, it's tomorrow. We can go ask that kid what the fuck he does. And that's part one of episode one of season four of no one can know about this. Yeah, the game is just getting going. I mean, bear with us for a bit. There's so much information that comes at you in the first part of this game. It's so hard to parse the first time through. I mm -hmm. really, it, it's tough to explain what's going on at this point because they are just assuming like, you'll know later. Yeah, which is true. You will you will know later. Right, so <laughs> they don't need to take you through and explain it. Yeah, but I mean, even just like, I want to take a moment like comparing to the last game, like mm -hmm. starting this one, it is so much more complicated in ways that you can't even anticipate. Like, yeah. just looking at the world, we could talk about each screen. Like, right. we could stop on each screen and go, what is happening here? Yeah. This is mad. Like, I assume we will regularly. I, we, I think we will. It's but like, it's that's like, a giant skull with a 
jet airplane crashed I, into it. That's yeah, a real thing. That's that we a real see. thing coming later. Yeah, like all of the visuals, even though they're they're really like trying to do as much as humanly possible. It's definitely limited. like one of the highest scoring Olympic dives that you could go for. And mm -hmm. it's like, if they don't hit it perfectly, it's still an amazing feat that they even tried this. <laughs> yeah, that's, like there's a lot of that vibe in this They're game. shooting for a crate, like, over the moon. Yeah, the, the sheer ambition of it. But you've got the benefit of the premiere of this season being a two-parter. Yeah, so now you can go get more dense information. Yes. To feed that hungry brain of yours. So head right into it. Oh, let's do our... Well, we're changing the billboard segment this mm -hmm, season. Mm -hmm. We're now calling it the live stream. Yeah, we're no longer going to be visiting uh, locations in the world mm -hmm. to put billboards in, but rather we're going to enter the live stream. An ethereal astral plane type place mm -hmm. that I hope that I can achieve outer body experience to get to. I mean, uh, if you have trouble, I'll leave my body first and I'll rip you out okay. of yours. All right. um, well, okay, that would be great. Which can, uh, can be somewhat traumatic, but um, after it's happened a few times, you'll, I'll get used you'll to adjust. It. All think. right, all right. So how do we enter the live stream to get these messages? Messages from the in the live stream come from any universe, so... At least that's what I've been told. Yeah, we're, that, to be clear, we're going to go in to receive messages that have been transmitted to us for, uh, for your consumption. Yeah, so <laughs> how do we get there? Do we meditate? Do we... Um, well, we play this sound. <laughs> no. What? Why not? Why not? You don't want to make it into a moment. Because then we can, with every time we're going to make it into a moment. Well, it would be a thing where we go, um, and then it goes into the sound or something. Like we, we meditate well, then or something. Well, the sound. Well, we're not going to do my idea of we both commit suicide in order to get there no, I on want, audio. No, I don't want to do that. But fine. <laughs> Here's a noise of us entering the live stream. Okay, okay. Whoa, zero G in here. Yeah, it's psychedelic. It's like bathing in womb fluid full of LSD. <laughs> it's wonderful. Oh, I see coming towards us is a message. Let me grab it out of the air. Put it in my mind. So here's the first message that we're receiving in the live stream. Calling all tabletop gamers. Do you have a problem player in your group you just don't know how to deal with? Are you looking for feedback on a character concept or adventure idea? Or would you like to hear some strong opinions on what monster or magic item is the worst? Come check out Interparty Conflict, the podcast for you. The hosts, Gabe and Jeff, discuss listener-submitted questions about D&D &D and other tabletop games to help you and your group have a great gaming session. Look for Interparty Conflict wherever podcasts are sold. Oh, that's awesome. We were actually guests on the Inner Party Conflict we a couple of months ago at this point. Mm -hmm. Those are great guys, really smart, have a lot of great mm -hmm, advice mm -hmm, about D&D. &D. If you're a dungeon master or play D&D &D at all, I strongly recommend you check out this show. Yeah, it's a good one. So they're great. Thank you so much to Gabe at Inner Party Conflict. Search mm -hmm. Inter-Party Conflict in your podcast player to check that out. How the hell do we get out of here? 
Uh, well, we're just gonna play uh, another sound. Let your feet taste the ground, and then uh, once that starts happening, okay. Um, Ooh. Uh, allow your soul to be engulfed in the flames of life again. Got it. Bam, we're back. So if you're interested in a live stream message, mm -hmm. send us an email with the subject line live stream or billboards. We'll figure it out either way mm -hmm. at nocappodcast at gmail.com. That's N-O-C-K-A-T. They're $25 a message. Mm -hmm. That's what the cost of entry to the live stream yeah, universe. Yeah, and it's a great ad because now that that's happened, I mean, my mind is cleansed of all um, extraneous thoughts except that I need to go listen to Interparty Conflict because it's a great show. That's right. Anyway, go rate and review us on iTunes mm -hmm. between episodes. We really love reading your iTunes reviews. It's a great way to let us know what you think of the show, and we really, really enjoy hearing from everybody in all places. Mm -hmm. We're at No Cap Podcast on Twitter and at, on Facebook. Find us at on Patreon if you want the video version to see how insane this game is. Yeah, you can watch the Let's Play if you if you go get the video. If you're version. into watching if you, Let's yeah, Plays, if you want to like, watch it, if you like, gee, Let's I don't know who listening to this form, might be interested in that too. I don't know, uh, but if you are. You can go check that out. We have new t-shirts this season. Yes, we do. We've got a new one with our logo on it. That It's a black t-shirt. It looks great. Head on over to Etsy.com and search No One Can Know About This. We also have a second shirt with the original sprites from our FF1 playthrough and their names, which were This is a Mist and Ache. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, I'm very happy with this one. This is kind of like a trial run of this design. Yeah, it's, so that shirt costs a little bit more and it might take a little bit longer to ship. Not to get too into the back end of that, but that's an unfortunately necessary thing. <laughs> but the other shirt is the logo, and go check them out. Go to our website, noonecanknowaboutthis.com, and click on the t-shirt links, which, if you're on your phone, are like at the bottom of the page for no reason. Just, you'll figure it out. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. We've all navigated some, some mobile pages. And with that, enjoy part two in a second, but first, here's a no one can know about this dessert. Mm-hmm. For your pleasure. The only armor that I'm wearing is an armlet. It's called armor. Arm. Because you put it on your arms. Uh, that might be why it's called that. In the arm B, you have both arms and armor. They love arms. What about armoires? They don't have a lot of armoires in the army. Weirdly enough. 